Crosstalk Radio is sponsored in part by Love Work Recording Studios. Whether you need recording or mixing and mastering services, Love Work is all about quality and customer service. Check them out at theloveworkstudios.com or give them a call at 678-953-2170. This is Ty Scott King, and I'm listening to Crosstalk Radio with Steph Swig and Big Pudge, where the talk is real and raw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Crosstalk Radio in the building. We got Big Pudge in the house. Steph Swig in the building. Here we go, it ain't the same no more People changing up their game mode Lord, we on the air to let them know We got our own station now Talking about the way the world is now On the air like, here we go, it ain't the same no more People changing up their game mode Lord, we on the air to let them know We got our own station now Talking about the way the world is now Conversations about the high low. It's big push and steps with two bold brothers kicking down your dough. Engaging listeners on topic discussions to bring questions. We got real issues that need solutions. We got so many people that need deliverance from ISO to the church doors. Ain't no more keeping our eyes closed. All these elephants in the room. It's time to take time out with the broom. Instead of sweeping all these issues up under the rug, it's time we unify and penetrate with God's love. From spiritual to political, from astrology to science, from theologian to the Vatican. Let's believe in things that's happening. This ain't your average, ordinary radio show. Worldwide, blessed by the God who makes the sun glow. A show that promises to engage listeners in objective conversations and share scriptural truths that transcends one's emotions personal opinions and preferences as a means to provide practical solutions and answers to real issues that affect real people by discussing a variety of diverse topics and provide thought-provoking answers to questions that we thought we knew the answers to. I just want to talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to address the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We on the air like here we go. Here we go. It ain't the same no more. People changing up their game mode. Lord, we on the air to let them know. Got our own station now, talking about the way the world is now. On the air, like here we go. Here we go. It ain't the same no more. People changing up their game. Oh Lord, we on the air to let them know. Let them know. We got our own station now, talking about the way the world is. Welcome now. to Cross Talk Radio. This is your man Steph Swiss. This is your man Big Pudge. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it, yo. So appreciate much. it, you, man. We you. always love it. Always, always love it, always, man. Always, always. All right, so let me go ahead and crank this up. You know, I know I said the last episode. I was going to bust you out on that. No, no, I ain't going to let you do it. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do it to myself. You know what I'm saying? All right, go ahead. I'm going to be like Eminem on 8 Mile. I'm going to tell you everything thing. about me so you ain't got no, nothing no to rap ammo. about. No right. Ammo, yeah. No ammo. Take it away from you. So the last episode y'all heard, y'all heard me say that our, our other episode was going to be on tattoos and how does God feel about that. Well, we're still going to do that one, just not this talk show. Yeah, Pudge wasn't feeling it for some reason. So. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I just felt like, you know, we've been on the scriptural things a lot, you know, and then our whole talk show was about talking about the world and everything else that goes on in the world, stuff like that. And we cover a lot of that, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I just want to... <clears throat> Uh, I just I just came up with like step I don't want to do that man I want to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. That's how that's how it goes. That's literally how we make up the topics on the show. Right. I want to do, let's do something different. <laughs> do something different. All right, cool. Right. So my topic I wanted to talk about man is um is denial. You know uh, a lot of people 
don't really know what denial is, even though they think they do. A lot, of, most importantly, a lot of people don't don't realize that certain parts of their life they're living in denial, and don't really want to come to fruition with the actual truth, mm-hmm. which is why they stay in denial. But it's something that, um, something that 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 really bothers me because I see so many people that I love. Not so many people. I just see so many people. Period. In denial. And it's one of them things where it's like a it's like a silent killer because uh, uh, denial is a disease, you know, what I'm saying. And it's but it's not a it's a disease to where it kills you internally. So, I mean, denial and disease is a dis-ease, you know, what I'm saying. So it's something that that is um making you feel extremely uncomfortable. The only thing with denial is, is you it's a mental state too. you make yourself feel like. You good and you are comfortable with, with how things is going on and what it's doing. So you keep going with that role. So f- the definition of denial is the action of declaring something to be untrue. And uh, the example will be she shook her head in denial. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. just like steadily mm-hmm. actually like what? So when it says the action to uh, of declaring something to be untrue, or the refusal of something requested or desired. Like, what does that tell you? Like, far as like, when you think of denial, you know, saying and you see it in people. Like, I think what? it's um, I think it's just something that's obvious that to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes it could be in the sense of infidelity. It can be, you know, you talking to your boys like this dude's denial. His wife is his wife is stepping out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Or this dude's an alcoholic. He's in denial. Like, it's all right. situations. It's sometimes it's like it's when people just refuse. To see the truth, sometimes I think it's willful. Like, sometimes I don't think they realize they're in denial. Sometimes I think it's willful just to protect them. I was, I was thinking, as you was talking, man, I was mm-hmm. thinking about where denial comes from and the purpose. Like, not the purpose, but the origin of where it starts or why do people go through denial. And I mm-hmm. think sometimes when you're in a situation, in a sense, especially like a marriage or something, mm-hmm. it's like it's a, lot, it's, it's a lot of emotion get tied up in marriage. A lot, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of love, a lot of passion. So, you, nobody wants to think their spouse is stepping out. True. Even if it's obvious, even if, if even you're going to give your boy the same advice when it's in your home, right? You don't want to do it, and I think it's a, it might be a subconscious or or a, um, on purpose, intentional to just guard your heart that way. Like, nah, she ain't doing that. Nah, that's not that's not that's not the case. That's not yeah. the case. Yeah. So I think that's like willful denial just to protect yourself. Then it's, yeah. then it's the kind of like what well, I think you're more so getting at is the kind of when you're totally oblivious to the fact that. This is a fact, and you just can't see it. Mm-hmm. Fact is, you're five feet tall, so you're short, but you think you're tall. Like that's a fact. <laughs> you're, in, you're in denial, so it's like when it's obviously everybody else, yeah. but you, right? And so right. people think you're crazy. Do they really not know that. Like, do you really not know that you're short, or do you really not know? You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. just, it's just like yeah, that's denial. Yeah, it is. I, I, I I'm more. So, you're right. I'm more so on the. the the uh, and it's not it's it's not re- just relationships it's just people uh, period my mine is more so stemming from I meet a lot of people that have experienced things in their childhood their teenage life or their early adulthood mm. that scarred them Ooh. like Ooh. seriously for real and ten fifteen twenty years later um, they complete denial about what happened way back then and not realizing that. That denial then turned into a disease that just started growing within them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to, yeah. To, to the point where, okay, an example would be uh, 20 years ago, uh, a couple was together and the guy used to abuse the woman, mm-hmm. you know, physically or verbally, okay. however. And she was with him for however so long. So when she got out of the relationship, 
she told herself, I'll never deal with that type of issue again. Mm -hmm. So got out of a relationship and all you did was tell yourself that, but you never went through any steps to actually get any form of healing from mm -hmm. the abuse in the relationship because yeah. the healing got to come from the actual abuse and it got to come from yep. within because the person that abused you may never apologize. They yeah. may never feel like they was ever wrong. They might be in denial about it too. Exactly. Yeah. Full, yeah. And a lot of times, uh, most people that do abuse are, it is similar from mm -hmm. some sort of denial. Yeah. You know, to, to most people say, uh, I can't stand my father because he used to beat my mom. Now you open up on who you with. Mm -hmm. But you're in denial that you're just like your father. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Get healing from that either. Yeah, exactly. So it's so then it uh, eventually turns into a generational curse because mm. now it's going from bloodline to bloodline. But but getting back to the person, um, you never got the healing from this abusive relationship. So now is that when you moved on in life, subconsciously, the minute somebody raises their voice, even if they raising their voice yelling at the TV because their team didn't score. You looking you that's a red flag to you. Yeah, it's a trigger. It's something. a trigger yeah. to you, you know what I'm saying, setting you off and now you uncomfortable. But it, it has nothing to do with the person raising their voice. Mm -hmm. It's because you never got healing from the, the past exactly. situation. Exactly. And a lot of people don't realize is that we put up wall and I said we, like we put up walls and be like, Okay, brick wall here, I never let nobody in here because of that. Um, I'll never get with somebody that does this anymore. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. But the question is, we as humans tend to put up the brick walls uh, before the healing, during the healing, and leave it up after the healing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you you catch the brick wall when the healing is done, and you realize that okay, I've had my guard up for so long that you know, saying it feels good to even experience this part of mm -hmm. what I shut down for so long. But when you don't have real healing. Yeah. That wall stays up. Yeah, it does. And, and then it becomes a part of your life. And then when somebody starts touching that wall, attitude comes up, resistance comes up, uh, automatic uh, defense comes up yeah, immediately. Mm -hmm. And and then the, the one that gets me is acting like it never happened and never wanting to talk about it. To me, that's the that's the most worst because you only like you're, you're like like. You're dealing with it mentally, but you keep telling yourself you've forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think anybody really, really has ever forgotten anything traumatizing to them. Like, I think they played... Um... I disagree, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I talked to my therapist about that, mm -hmm. about trauma, mm -hmm. and he, got, he gave me an interesting point. He said, you know, if you're really young and you're traumatized by something, you can block it out to the point you don't remember it at all. Yeah, you and can. He, and he said... Um, he said, the thing is, although you blocked it out, you don't remember, it's still there influencing your opinions, your thoughts, and influencing Okay, so that's the part I was talking yeah. about right there. So, so I worded it wrong. Yeah, so when it happens, the person's responding, reacting in a certain way, but they don't know why. They just know, this don't, I don't like it. This don't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. This don't feel good to me. Yeah. You know, so that's where some of it comes from, too. They don't even know that. And that's and you're these, these absolutely, you're 100% yeah. correct. And it's, um, it's funny because... Um, I watch a TV show called Scorpion where the older guy was going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Something happened to his father when he was like seven, eight years old. Yeah. He blocked it out. He was 60-something years old, and the counselor realized that whatever he's going through now happened way when he was younger. Mm -hmm. So he just started, he hypnotized him to talk about his childhood. Mm -hmm. And when he heard key words and whatnot, so when he came out of the, hip, uh, came out of the hypnosis mm -hmm. for the rest of that day, Certain keywords he said, mm -hmm. he made. He was, he was like, "Yeah, I love when my mom used to make popcorn." So he made sure he made popcorn later on that day. 
his whole plan was to hit a trigger from that time era. Yeah. So he he took keywords, he did certain things, he actually hit a trigger. Mm-hmm. And what what the what the man had did was his father was a cop that got killed. Oh wow. In 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 the line of duty. Okay. So when he was seven, he remember his mom in the kitchen cooking popcorn. He watched his favorite TV show, mm-hmm. but he he blocked out the cops knocking on the door and telling yeah. his mom that his father had died. He turned that into father coming home, them sitting down and having an awesome dinner. Yeah. So in his mind, from seven to the time he blocked it out wow. till fifty seven years old, he, he he they they came home and had dinner that day. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of the cops coming up, so when he finally hit the trigger, yeah, yeah, it messed him up because he was like, all these years, he's like, I know why I've been the way I've been all these years. He was like, we, my father never did come home that day. Mm-hmm. So, so you, like I said, again, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right where a child can block it out because it's traumatizing. It's something they don't want to remember. Yeah. But so, so it's blocked. So it's, it, they, they put, they replace it mm-hmm. with a fabricated happy memory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, like you said, but after a while, it's still feeding your opinions and your, your emotions. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, is it's like, um, like I've dealt with, I've been in relationships with people like that. I've dealt with friends and just natural people that's like that. And the part that's hurtful is that when you meet somebody you really care and love mm-hmm. that doesn't even want to touch that issue. Yeah. You know, and especially when you know that they got a strong calling yeah. on their life to do great things. But mm-hmm. you can tell that that one thing is going to be like a major hindrance until mm-hmm. they get it under control. So it's a it's a like I said, denial, man, is some, something that's really big. I, th- I think every single person on this planet has experienced denial. I just yeah. think it's different levels of it mm-hmm. and how like I used to be in denial about a lot of things about myself. But it was and. It took for God to show me me. I got a funny story for you. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It just took for God for me to show me me. Like, you know, at the time Mm -hmm. when I was married, uh, she couldn't couldn't show me. My parents couldn't show me. Siblings couldn't show me. Like, I was in denial about, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, everything they were saying. And I deep down inside, I wasn't really in denial. Yeah. I knew what they were saying was the truth. I just didn't want to hear it. Yeah. But but them constantly telling me caused me to be rebellious. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't want to hear it. But it took for God to break me down mm-hmm. and show me myself. And, you know, I don't know about anybody. I don't know how somebody could continue to still be in denial after he shows you you. Yeah. You know? Take a lot of power, I guess. <laughs> or willpower, I guess. Right, I right. Now, the funniest thing is talk about being in denial. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure this denial is just something I didn't realize. And I'm, be, I'm being dead serious, and you're going to laugh when I tell you, you're going to think I'm even lying. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't realize I was, I was a talker until someone told me. Someone had to tell me I was a talker. What? <laughs> I did not know I was a talker until someone told me. Hey, Steph, you're a talker. Like, no, I'm not. Am I a talker? Really? Dude, how could you not and know you were a talker? Like, Am I a talker? I think. Like, yeah, you're a talker. You don't know, like, how do you not know you're a talker? I mean, now I know I'm on a talk show for that reason, but it's like, how do you not know you're <laughs> That's denial for real. I not... Yes, because, dude, our first conversation was like two and a half hours. <laughs> but we both like, talkers. Right. But you didn't think you was a talker, though. Nope. <laughs> At that point, I think I realized, I'm saying, like, a little bit before, maybe, like, maybe 10 years ago, someone told me I was a talker. And I'm like, really? Because they said, like, in passing, like, oh, yeah, because uh... you're a talker. I'm like, am I a talker? <laughs> I didn't know I was a talker. And I and I even called my sister, I'm like, yo, somebody sounds a talker. She's like laughed at me, like, yeah, you're a talker. Right. I mean like, you got Swig's corner. Yeah. You got crossed off radio. Like I said, I this mean, is all before all that though, but it's just so funny because I never I never really realized I was a talker until someone said it. I did not realize that. Wow. 
I'm a good listener, but I can run my mouth too. Yeah. You know, if it's, a, if it's a soapbox topic or it's just a good topic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, can, I can run my mouth. So I realize I am. I'm, I'm a talker with family. Yeah. Or people that I know and love. Mm-hmm. I'm a listener with strangers. I got you. I will listen all day long. It won't give. I won't say two words. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here listening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But when it's somebody I'm comfortable around, mm-hmm. yeah, you can barely get me to shut up. Yeah, I'm the same way. I just don't. When it comes to strangers, I, I talk to strangers too, like I know them. Like yeah. I, be to, I, I even make a joke with them, and my cousin's like, you know what? I'm like, nope, never met them before. And she be laughing. Like, you talk to people like you know them. I, just, I can just pick up on certain people I can say certain things to. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, that's I picked true. that up just meeting you, because the stuff I say to you, nobody, you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's me too. Yeah. So, but it's like, um, like when, yeah, I, same thing. When it's something I'm passionate about, I, I go on and on. Right. And then, you know, right. especially when, it's, when I'm when I'm giving my kids like a Bible lesson, it'd be like one lesson, then it turned into three lessons. It's right. Like, yeah, kids, right. let me tell you about, oh, yeah, whole weekend, okay. But let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about that. Right. Dad, we're full. Okay, okay, kids, thanks for letting me know. Okay, well, we'll continue <laughs> next time. They let me know when they got it. When they, Dad, I can't take anymore. I'm at capacity. Thank you for letting you me know. You say I'm at capacity. Yeah, they let me know. <laughs> uh, my issue, though, I can dwell on stuff. Like, I, like a car can pull in front of me and it, it, it would piss me if I won't say it into the car, right? Uh, and I feel like, dang, kids, that pissed me off, <laughs> right? And then uh, it'd be like two hours later, like, I can't believe that car pulled in front of me. And, and my, my kids like, Tim, Tim, be like, you still on that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's the same way with something good, too. I will repeat something that's good, like, yo, wow, that was dope when she said to me, touch me. It'd be like something that happened 10 years, like, yo, when she said to me, that really, really touched me. I really appreciate that. It's, it's the same way. Yeah. Well, I just thought that was funny though, because the kid's like, "You still on that?" <laughs> that and, I, and I didn't realize I did it until they started asking me, "Like, Dad, you still on that?" That for like two, three hours ago. That yeah. is, that is. <laughs> uh, uh, and another thing, um, people, because uh, I'm actually not experiencing this, but I'm seeing somebody that's going through this right now. Two, two young parents. Denial about the other parent will cause like when when denial when it comes to co-parenting can mess your children up as well. Mm. You mean what are you talking about? You mean the, an example would yeah. example would be um a parent knows uh something is going on with their child. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the other parent is just in full blown denial. Like don't want to believe it, don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so so an example would be uh um, and I'm not gonna say mother or father. Just one parent is one parent is concerned about. Um, all right, play a simple example. One parent is naturally concerned about um, the the child as far as whatever formula or something like that they're, they're supposed to be using. Mm-hmm. And the other parent is just like that. That's 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 foolishness. I don't believe in that. Such and such and such and such. And you could you give the child the the formula that. They're not supposed to have, or you give the child yeah. the formula that the mom is is saying prevented from because they they just they've done study and research. Yeah, but you you don't want to hear it. You know, what I'm saying you want so you just do it anyway. And now the child is physically affected by it. Mm. You know, what I'm saying that's one thing. Yeah. On a spiritual aspect, it's that when. All right, so let me say this. I hope I hope folks that's that's you know what I'm saying it ain't all that deep can catch me can stay with me. When a woman is actually pregnant with her child, everything that she goes through, the child feels and experience. Mm-hmm. So if the woman is happy, the child is going through the same thing. If she's depressed, sad, child going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when a child is actually born after that, um, whatever that last stage is in the trimester that, that the woman was going through, that's what the child pretty much comes out feeling. Mm-hmm. 
whether that's happiness, sadness, depression, yeah. you know, whatever it is, it comes out like that. So, fellas, naturally, the woman is going to be more in sync with the child than the man is. Yeah. You know, and especially if the man was the one taking her through that. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you are the reason why your child has come out the way your child has. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met a brother that's full-blown, complete in denial about that. Like, you know, child came out depressed, he blaming her. Mm. And I'm like, you are in full-blown denial about the way you was treating her the whole nine months. Wow. And you blaming your child being depressed or not crying for the first three months. Not mm-hmm. crying for the first three months of being born. That's unusual. That's not weird. crying yeah, at wow. all. That's crazy. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's very, very weird. weird. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But 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 the child was depressed. It was, I mean, you could, the child never smiled, laughed, none of that. Took the third month for the child to finally start crying, laughing, wow. smiling, everything. So it's like, that wasn't all her. Mm-hmm. Like you put her through a lot, you know, saying that you're not you're not seeing yeah. what you did because you you still too caught up in the fact that she ain't want to be with you no more. <laughs> so now you in denial about how you treated her, and now you blaming her for the for the depression that your son had. That's another form of denial. It sure is. You know, what I'm saying so. That's my example of how you know y'all could you know, and then if if you two people who have harbored some things like when Miss Step was talking about, like where something happened traumatizing you change it and you may not know who it, what it is now yeah. but if there are certain things that just trigger you and you don't know why you feel the way you feel examine it, that yeah, examine that keyword examine yeah examine now if no there reason. are things that you do know that you're in denial about you because within yourself you know you in denial about it mm-hmm. you know you just won't say it to anybody else yeah don't be surprised uh, five ten years later when you notice your child is acting like they're in denial about something mm. Because it, I mean, it only it's only going to trickle down here. Yeah. You know, said so it's not like it's going happen to you. You don't get over it, but your child don't never get touched with any of that. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a strong possibility your child gonna go through a phase where they naturally just gonna be acting like that because that's inside the parents' DNA. Yeah. So like I said, it's a lot. And like I said, this is always dear to me just because I see a lot of people who just don't wanna. Who don't want to recognize, like, the ones that crack me up is the ones who go through the whole transformation. Like, once they get done in a relationship, changing color, hair, mm-hmm. uh, whole complete makeovers, looking like they're completely somebody else. And then yeah. once when you ask them about the whole relationship before, they're like, "What? when was that? When did that happen? I've when seen was that, that before. And, and literally, it's like, when did that happen? Like, who was that? Like, yeah. like you have mentally, like blocked out mm-hmm. a whole period of your life of being with somebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people just let you know that's not healthy. No, that's not healthy. Because you're not dealing with your issue. And, and, and they don't I'm go st- away just because you don't deal with them. They don't go away. They, <laughs> they sit don't. there like a rock in the bottom of the ocean. They just, they just sit right. there and they fester and they influence you either way. Right. They do. They do. And 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 they, they influence you either way. And I don't think no way is a positive way. No, it's negative. Like it's just it's just different levels of negativity yeah. on which one it is. Yeah. So it's like now what you can do, it, it, like people who are actually in denial and deep down in your heart you know you really want to deal with whatever that situation is you don't want to talk about. Get counseling. Yes. Me and Step have both uh we, we both have counselors, have gotten counseling I'm going several next week. Time, right? So I, I, like you know, we're gonna segue real quick, Pudge, because mm-hmm. uh Mental health is serious. It really you know, is. People overlook it, and they they have this stigma. I, I, that's why I talk about it a lot on the show because I want people. I want to tear mm-hmm. the stigma down. Like, right? 
Your brain controls everything. Mm-hmm. Your, your decisions, your ideas, how you function. Why isn't that a first priority when it comes to mental health? That yes. doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Like right. your brain can even, like you can be in such turmoil in your, bri- your mind that it will shut you down physically. So why is it? It's wow. not a shame thing. So I didn't even know that. Think about it. Think about when people are depressed. That's a mental issue. That is. That is. And you, we've both been through depression. Yeah. And we know what it's like to be depressed. You don't want to do nothing. You don't, you don't want to do what you used to do. You can't. You can't work sometimes. You can't concentrate. Your mind is cloudy. You, that's true. You know, it's like you just in a, a bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's so. I'll definitely check my mental health. And no shame. I check my mental health all the time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I just want to encourage people that because I, I, I it's, it's millions of people in the United States that deal with mental illness. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about depression or just people being crazy. Just mental form, illness, period. Mental illness, period. Uh, mental illness, period. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to um, increase in the next 20 years. Supposed. I don't know why. Jesus. So, so mental health is a very serious thing. So don't take, don't, don't be ashamed to see a therapist. Therapists don't sit there and tell you your problems. That's not what they do. Mm-mm. If you just go to it, I don't want to tell you what they do because I want you, I want you to feel, have any preconceived notion. Just go there and see it for yourself. But that, they don't, they don't tell you. Right. Cause everybody think I'm not gonna pay nobody to tell me my problems. That's not, that's not what's well, about. Well, see, my thing is to see that there, there, there's a, there's a, there's an incorrect spirit in that, and that right there. Yeah. My thing is. That's you. That's you bucking. That's you bucking already because your denials ran the most, the most part of that part of your life. When you say, "I'm not gonna pay nobody to sit there and tell me my problems," that means you don't want nobody to tell you about your problems. Yeah. You don't want nobody to tell you about who you are that and too. how you can work on that to that's actually what it make down it to. better. I think it's pride. Pride, pride of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we got them, I wanted, that's the one of the major umbrella sins. Pride of life. You know, what I'm saying oh, wow. people don't want to be told. And the thing about it is, is like counselors, they're not there to tell you what your issues are. They're there to help you bring out there you and go. get you to see what exactly. your own issue is. Exactly. That's how it works. And it, and honestly, it's a breath of fresh air for me personally. Me I enjoy it because um, I, maybe it's because I got to the point in my life when I was tired of dealing with internal things that I couldn't talk to nobody about. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it, it, you know, I'm not going to say I've never been in denial. I, I definitely have. I just got tired of the same old regimen of m- the way my life was going internally mm-hmm. inside yeah. of me. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I, I want to talk to somebody who I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, that's, that's what made me feel comfortable talking to a complete stranger that's professional in this area because I don't want to talk to somebody who knows anything about my background. Because in my mind, you already prejudge me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Going mm-hmm. into the counselor, even though you're a counselor, but you still know something about my history. Yeah. So the fact that I can talk to somebody and to somebody who was a counselor on a professional side and then spiritual on top of that. Yeah. To me, them the best counselors. That's how my counselor is. I don't mind my counselor having history. I've been going for a long time, so mm-hmm. I think it's good because he knows my thinking past, he knows my mistakes, and he knows some of the stuff I went through that was traumatic. So he can right. see if I'm letting that fester or mm-hmm. if it's causing influencing my current decisions or whatever. So right. I think it's cool if he had if he had history. It don't bother me. That's good. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, when I first started going to counseling, I could have went to people who know me, like like yeah. have been knowing me personally. Oh, I got you. And then that's just their profession. I you know what I'm saying? You. I wanted to be somebody who was, this is your profession, this is how we met, and I this is the relationship you. that we I actually had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, you know, preconceived notions, even though, you know, you can separate the two, you know what I'm saying? That person still might be like, yeah, I remember you from two years ago, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, it, but that was just me personally. Yeah. You know, some people can 
kid. I wouldn't want to go to a counselor that knew me personally. I'd rather no. go to a counselor that, like I said, that's our relationship. We, you met as a counselor. That's how we deal it. We don't, we don't deal outside of that. Right, right, right. And it, and it's, and it keeps you transparent more. It does. Yeah. It does. And so counseling, um, people who are, who are, who are believers, um, talk to God. You know, talk to God and, and, and really, really talk to him. And I say talk to him, I mean, same way me and Step talking to y'all, talk to him. Mm-hmm. Because he never wants us to stay in a broken place. No. It's never his desire for us to remain in a broken place. And he has ways and avenues of us getting healed. It's just reaching out to him and finding out what that is. And then when you actually do, a lot of people with time when you pray, you have to get yourself in a place of quietness to receive an answer. Mm, so it's like when yeah. you pray, you can't pray and just pray and then go right back to work or pray and then yeah. keep your mind busy because he could be trying to give you the answer, but you went right back to your normal regimen of doing things you and yeah. you missed the, you missed the answer. Wow. Then you, now you're thinking God ain't answered you. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you do pray, you know, pray, be in a place of quietness to where you can hear from him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a, like there's ways of healing. There's ways of coming out of denial. And I do believe outside of the music industry. Denial is the second um, biggest tool that the devil uses to infiltrate people's minds, to get them to feel like what happened to you when you was this, this is who you are now. Mm-hmm. This is like God doesn't like you because he let you, he let this happen to you. He mm-hmm. plays those mind games yeah, with people. And then some people actually try to block out what happened in the past because the devil playing mind games with them. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of different reasons. But at the end of the day, denial is a disease, which is a dis-ease that can really, really, that's eating you up internally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the and, and when I say eating you up internally, I'm not saying like eating up your organs, like your mental state. Yeah, it is. It is really is. It's really eating up at your mental state to where you be thinking you done said and did things that you ain't did at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that you've been so used to blocking out things that are not good. Mm-hmm. You you become a you become an expert at blocking things out. Yeah. You know, to the point where you now blocking memories out that shouldn't be blocked out. Because because it's coinciding with a day uh-huh. that you had that was bad, so you can't remember the first part of the day that was actually good. Wow! So I've actually experienced. I've, I've talked to somebody who couldn't believe they couldn't remember the first three hours of the the day yeah. that we had like like lunch with a group of people. Yeah, because of the last three hours of their night. I can see that though. Totally I, I, blacked I, I, I out. I can be that way because uh, so I, I tend to let negative overshadow a lot of the good too. Mm-hmm. You already know I'm a dweller, as we discovered earlier. But uh, right. I, I can get that. It's weird, but I can get that. Because mm-hmm. my kids are like, you remember? Like, no, nah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I can tell you what somebody said. It pissed me off or hurt my feelings. Like, cause that's what's been crying in my mind the whole day. That day, all the pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get it, man. Wow. And I, that's something. And I think that's something with the mental brain, too. Because what I have realized um, is that people really remember the bad more than they do the good. Mm-hmm. In general, in general, yeah. like when it comes to certain people, like people are, people can ooh, really, ooh. I, I got some good, good. I'm saying people can just really remember the bad and struggle something. remembering the good. I got why. I think I know why. Why? Think about this. Think about this. This just hit me while he's talking. Do you grow more from pain or when, thing, when t- everybody's telling you something's good? I believe you grow more from pain. Exactly. So therefore negative inf- impacts you more. Because it impacts you more to be better, do better. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because think about it, it's uncomfortable, so it's going to affect you a little bit differently. If everybody patting you on your back, you're not going to grow. 
you know, it's fast, or it doesn't promote you to grow if everybody, if everything's all positive, all positive. But when it's pain, you know, you don't want to go through it again, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause you to grow or want to grow. So I think it's the same thing with negativity. It affects you differently because you know it hurts you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, that hurt. And that, and that sticks with you more so than anything. Think about it. Even in a physical sense, your whole body is okay, and then that finger go to hurting, and that's the only thing you can think about that moment. That's true. Or that's toothache true. is a better example. Toothache. Yeah, yeah toothache. but that's, that's, that's yeah. true. That's true. And, and I guess... I've gotten to the point now where after after being in one relationship for like over 10 years, I've gotten to the point where I dwell on the happy times. Yeah. And but that was an issue of mine personally because I was dwelling on the happy times so much that I couldn't remember the bad times. Yeah. So it was clouding my judgment. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because all I saw was happy times mm-hmm. and not remembering and not remembering a lot of the bad times was was causing me to feel like everything was okay. Like mm-hmm. everything was all right. Yeah. So it, that, yeah, it was it, it, it was definitely blurred it real good for me. So wow. it's one of them things where I'm just like that. I'm I'm like, you know, I, I grew from pain. Pain exactly. and hurt. You know, and I said to myself, why keep dwelling on pain and hurt when all I do is keep pain and hurt in my heart? Mm-hmm. So let me switch that to dwelling on the happy I understand, things. I understand a lot. Yeah, of but it was, a, it, was a, it was a reverse psychology that wasn't managed well at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you put yourself in denial. Yeah, I put myself in denial of bad things. And again, to protect yourself, that's the protective denial. That's just what about. it was. Yep. That's just wow. what it was. Wow. And I found myself... Uh, when I was dating, I found myself uh, thinking about um, like the, the the happy things mm-hmm. and looking for that in a new relationship. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, um, you know, saying automatically like just putting females in different boxes because yeah. of red flags I was seeing from my past. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Dad, bro, like you ain't giving no, you ain't giving none of these women a chance at all. Yeah. Like, the minute you see a red flag from your past, it's like, huh? You run. That's can't do done. it. I'm can't done. do it. You know what I'm saying? But everybody but, has a past. <laughs> true. And I had to realize, yeah. I had to realize that I might be missing out on who I'm supposed to be with because mm-hmm. I ain't completely healed. Bottom line, I ain't yep. completely healed. And for a minute, I was in denial about. My red flags, mm-hmm. like you know, I'm a, I'm over here like, oh, I'll never deal with this again. I'll never deal with that again because I dealt with that and managed to blase this, blase that. But then I had to check myself and be like, dude, like you sound like everybody else. Like everybody has been through something. They said they're not going to deal with it again. But what if you know, say who God has you for uh, has been through something like that, but it's completely healed. But they telling you about it and it's a red flag to you. Mm-hmm. So now you throw them, you kick them to the side. Yeah. So this is so I still I still have to check myself. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm in having a conversation with a woman and she say something that go that's way left of me, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't be like, okay, now, this is never work. You know what I'm saying? But that was my whole that was my whole thing. Up, up, and then yeah. <laughs> friend box you're in. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Like off the rip. Just and I'm realizing, Dag, dude, like people have done you the same way you doing people now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not giving them a chance at all. So I'm like, I had to check myself wow. and go back to that. So, I, like I said, I'm, I gave y'all my a small portion of my denial. You know, what I'm saying, and I'm and I'm still in the process of working out of that. Yeah, yeah. So I have to tell, I have to check myself now when I hear red flags. I'm like, dude, you got red flags too, bro. Like you're not perfect. Yeah, and I have to tell myself that. I got you. You got red flags too. Like finish, 
Finish the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Don't put this person in the box just because they said something that, that you ain't completely healed over yet. Yeah. Because that's what the truth is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> you ain't completely healed over it, which is a wise red flag. It's, exactly. Because that happened to me in counseling a while back. My counselor suggested something. I was all laughing, joking like this. I was uh, all positive. <laughs> and he said something. My body moved like a different, like, oh. He's like, why'd you react that? Like, yo, I guess that's a sore spot right, right. now. I didn't even realize I had it. Like, wow. Like, so it's, like, so it's real when it's raw, man. It's raw. Yeah. So yeah. as you heal, be patient with yourself as well. But don't you can't rush it. Healing is one of those things you can't rush. Nah. Only thing I think you can do is hinder it. Like, mm-hmm. so don't don't rush it. Just let it take its course and right. be done with it. Right. Right. You know, uh, and, and don't be in denial about needing <laughs> healing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, because that's a lot. A lot of people think that they they not in denial. I mean, they they don't need healing. So let me help you all out. Uh, if you do what I used to do, if you jump from one relationship to the next, you're in denial. You need healing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. If, if you somebody where you like, oh, okay, I'm done with relationship for now. I'm taking a whole year off, and a whole year come by, and somebody bring that person up, being, oh, it was, oh, it wasn't nothing. Like you, you were in denial, baby girl, wow. or, or yeah. sir. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you took that whole year off to be by yourself. However, you didn't fully heal from mm-hmm. that past relationship. So, yeah. and I said that because those are two examples that. Uh, I've, I've experienced the first one. You know, I, I'm I'm a dude where I hated being alone. So one relationship in, one relationship in, I'm quickly in another one. Quick, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because I like being in a relationship. You know I what I'm saying? You. So, but that's where I was going completely, like way left. You mm-hmm. know, not giving myself time to heal at all. So it's like you know that that's another thing too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like the, and. and Women who go through the whole transformation, you know what I'm saying, or remastering and modeling mm-hmm. your whole selves to not look like who you was dating, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, before. I'm not saying that that's a denial state, you know, because if you can totally transform yourself to somebody else and still be able to talk openly about it, you know what I'm saying, and there's real healing there, then I honor you and I and I'm encourage you to talk to other people, you know, saying that mm-hmm. are hurting in that area. But if you want the people that are transform and the minute they bring that person up, it's always negative or you just don't want to talk about it and you just good child, I'm good. I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's a strong possibility that you're not completely over that situation, that hurt, that person, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, so true. So right, true. Right. You got anything else for us? Cause we we getting close to the end of the, uh, nah, the show. Nah, man. Nah, man. Like I said, like I said, this is one thing where I just want people to really understand, man. Denial is a disease, which is a disease that eats you up internally. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't remember nothing else, take that little phrase right there and then research it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you'll notice there's a lot of people around you that camouflage themselves, and you can't see who they really are because mm-hmm. they're in denial about. They not even do that's not even denial. That's just you just not secure about who you really are mm-hmm. and you just switching up. Well, it's denial got it plays a part in that. It yeah. plays a part. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a symptom of it. Yeah. It I is. Agree. Cause if you was completely agree. honest with yourself, there will be there will be no reason for you to be in denial about anything. True. True. So yeah. Yeah. 
That was it, man. How many shout-outs we got? Man, we got a bunch of them, but before I do that, I want to let people know where they can listen to us at. So okay. I know y'all listen on one of these outlets, but I want y'all to know we're on Buzzsprout. Uh, Crosstalk with a K. Buzzsprout.com. Mm-hmm. That's our home station. Um, we After that, you can go to iTunes or tune in and spell Crosstalk with a K. Also, hit us up at crosstalkpodcast at gmail.com if you got anything you want to add to the show or say about us or any feedback, anything you want to hear that we haven't talked about. Just want to shout us out. If you, if you yeah. want us to uh, talk about something specifically or if you have a need, we some praying folks up in here, so hit us up. Yes, sir. Uh, now we can get to the shout outs. All right, so first and foremost, shout out to my mom. Always yes, in. great Georgia moms. We love you. Shout out to Brandy, always tuning in. Yes, we love you too. She call me critique every now and then, but I appreciate you, Brandy. Uh, uh, Brandy, out. Brandy, no more no more <laughs> sleep texting, yo. No more sleep texting. Yo, you're crazy. All right, shout out to November. You caught her out there to shout out. Shout out to November. <laughs> she gonna hate that shout shit. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to Lawrenceville, Georgia. Shout out yeah. to Edmonton, Georgia. Shout out to Forest Park, Georgia. Shout out to Tokyo, Japan, back and rocking with us. Appreciate you, yes, yes. Shout out to Graysonville, Maryland. They consistent as heck, too, man. Shout out to Graysonville, Maryland. Shout out to Minneapolis, Minnesota, Morrow, Georgia, and New Orleans is still rocking with oh, us. That's what's up. Yo, that's dope. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Tell your friends, your grandparents about us, anybody that you think will listen to us, share our podcast. I appreciate all Please the love, do. all the prayers, all the consistent support. We love you guys. I'm Steph Swift. I'm Big Pudge. Cross Talk. Radio. Peace. Peace.